It feels good to have Holy Spirit take over every time. Because the words have weight to them. And we're becoming better. We're taking steps higher. We're going further. We're not going to keep going back and forth. We're not going to keep looking normal. We're not going to keep serving a God who's in control, who can do anything and believe him to do something that we consider to be so simple that doesn't get done from a God who can do. We're not going to keep going back and forth with our mindset. We're not going to keep going back and forth with anything heartfelt. We're not going to go back and forth with our personalities because we didn't give our lives to each other. We laid our lives down to walk in the life that God has for us. See, we serve in him. We say yes to him. We Holy Ghost filled because we want to be. So we're going to see everything that God has for every single one of us. We're not going to come together and have toxic conversations. We're not going to come together and think that, okay, well, you're acting perfect, so I can't even be who I am. No, when we try to deny being around people because we felt we can't be ourselves, no, that person that we're trying to be is not who we really are. That shouldn't exist in the first place because that person should be behind. We don't be afraid to be who we are from the nobody. See, if we become skeptical, that means that we're doing things and feeling ways and saying things that's not us. So we're going to come together and be us. We're going to come together and exalt him. So whatever in your life, my life that doesn't exalt him, guess what? We're going to quickly remove that thing and we're going to keep it behind us. And we're not going to turn around and pick it up again. We're not going to have this type of people over here and that type of people over there. And then we're giving off a different demeanor, a different description as to what we do daily. We're not going to do that anymore. That's nothing but the devil. I can't live a mediocre life with you. And I feel like I'm more comfortable with you. You guys know me. I grew up with you. And then I have a set of you that I just do certain things with. No, I have to be who I am with everybody. That's called one accord. So what do I have to work on regarding those who I be with and not act the way that I don't have others to see? When we have nothing to hide. Holy Spirit, release fresh revelations with Mercury signs and wonders follow. We come together and encounter God. We come together and hug and love and feel good though. See, anytime that I don't want to be kind all the time, there's something wrong with that. If there are times where I want to be disrespectful, if I want, if I feel troubled that the atmosphere is too good for me to even want to do what I know I shouldn't do, something is wrong with that. If I feel like I don't want to be around all this goodness, something is wrong with that. If I'm afraid to allow you to see me, I'm a, there's something wrong with that. If I have anything to be ashamed of, there's something wrong with that.
Let me just testify why I don't drink wine anymore. The Bible never said, let go and no wine. The Bible never said that wine is an abomination. It says in the Bible that don't be drunk by it. Don't have yourself so filled with it that you can't even function. Can't even focus. And some things that we just personally prefer to do and not do. And one thing I prefer not to do is drinking. Because it has me to be too relaxed. It takes away from my energy. And I don't want... I feel better without it. I don't like the taste. I don't like the feeling. I spent too many years trying to hide who I really love. And that is me being Christ-like. Because a lot of times I was teased. You two goody shoes... You virgin Mary, you all kinds of things. And it bothered me. I allowed that immature attitude to bother me. So I started wanting to do things to prove that I can be down or I can be cool too. And in the midst of me doing those things, I couldn't stand it because I knew it wasn't me and not even what I wanted to do. But I thank God for having me to discover me to love who I am. So whatever you see me do, that's what I do behind you. That's what I do in front of you. That's what I do on the side of you. In other words, I don't have nothing to hide from you. You will never see me act this way over here with you and then act another way over there with another set of people. See, I dealt with that behind your back, behind the four walls of my home. Even though you guys don't know everything that I do, I made sure the things that I see myself do to make sure that it's suitable for the God is also in you. Because that's how much I care about you. That's how much I'm honest with you. That I don't hide anything from you. That I stand before God. What can I do? What can I say to be better for you? Because that is who I am. I've been punched around and lied on and all kinds of things that I allowed to happen to me. And I thank God I stand up and I stand up and I stand up and I stand up and I take a step and I keep walking by faith and never by sight ever again. I thank God to know that I don't need people to have me to feel purposeful. But I thank God my purpose, it involves people. I thank God I have a mind of my own and not allow people to make up my mind for me. I thank God that I can say I'm free indeed because I'm totally surrendered from any wicked way of this world concerning me. It feels good to love how I look. Feel good the way how I'm shaped. Feel good the way how I think and how I exercise my faith. It feels good that I operate in my true identity. 
It feels good that I'm walking in sincerity, walking in being genuine, walking in being honest and modest concerning who I am. It feels good to let go of who I never wanted to be. It feels good to stand up for what I believe in. It feels good to not become entangled or contaminated with any foolishness ever again. It feels good to be Christ-like and release Christ in every affair and not even think anything less than who I am concerning you and me. I realize any weakness that I can have, I push myself for to be a strength. And one of my weaknesses was fasting. Because every time I thought of the word fast, I wanted to eat fast because I thought fast. <laughs> and then I realized this is definitely a weakness for me, fasting. And so one day, I'll never forget, over 10 years ago, Christ said to me, do you want me to do it with you? Mosso Shata. Do you want me to do it with you? And he did. And when it was sundown and I began to eat, he was still fasting. There's such a hunger that's not even natural anymore. It's like, what do you want from God? What do you want? Why did we say yes? Let's receive why we said yes. Let's receive the love walk for real and walk it out. Let's not go back and forth with fleshly ways. Let's not keep saying we need to change the things that we should have changed. Let's do the new and keep it new. Keep it brand new at the forefront of our minds and our walks with God. Let's really be blessed to be a blessing here. Let's really help people out. Let's really do what Christ done as we read. Let's not be afraid to do that. Let's not be skeptical to do that. Let's not have any type of fear of rejection regarding it. Let's let go and let go. Let's let go. Let's come together right now and let go. Whatever we holding on to, let go. Let go. Let go. Father, we let go of any cares of this world that we are holding on to. Father, we let go of the desires that you put in our heart that is overtaking us regarding just simply waiting on you. We let go of not seeing how you see, God. We let go of not even knowing how you're moving in our lives right now, God. We let go of just getting our own way, God, being in the way of somebody else, God. We let go of saying things that you don't say, God. There's power in the tongue. And I declare and decree what you say it is, God. That's what it is, God.
that we want what you want and we think how you think and we speak how you speak and we give all the glory, honor, and praise unto you, God. Hallelujah. Glory unto you, God. Holy Spirit, have your way. God says, be careful with this earthly system. Because the earthly system is built upon economy. And what it does is it has you and I to borrow due to having good credit. And many things that we receive is based upon our credit. And God is saying, be mindful, be spiritually led to do whatever he wants you and I to do. Because the system is set up for you and I to use the credit to get the things to borrow, but it's actually putting us in debt. Debt is owing something that we did not pay back yet. And we are lenders and not the borrowers. There are many people who don't even go to the bank to even get a loan. And God goes ahead and release a miracle. And there are times when God will lead you and I to go wherever he wants us to go to receive his help in any way, shape, or form. God is saying, be mindful about using your credit, my credit, to get things. Because it's putting us in debt that we're asking him to get us up out of. We ask in God to be debt free and we creating our own debt in our lives using our credit. And many of us are making payment arrangements with the prepaid accounts, but it's still having us to be in debt because they're creating more ways for us to be in debt by using credit. And that identifies us as a citizen here, our social security number that's connected to our credit. See, when it comes to wars and things like that, they don't use credit, they use militants. And that's why a lot of wars take place that we don't understand. Many are asking right now, why are we helping now Ukraine? Why is he giving all this money to Ukraine? Why are we over there in Israel? We understand we're helping them. Some say we shouldn't. Some say we should. Why is there a war in the first place? And I'm going to tell you, the thing is, it's because of a treaty. It's because of an ally that happened centuries and centuries ago that went into effect in the United Nations meetings. And they don't receive loans based upon money. Now, some countries... They will do a trade with money, a trade with oil, a trade with gas. It doesn't matter. But really, they use a trade with militants because a lot of militants die in combat. Many of them die in war. So if they don't have many soldiers, then how are they going to be protected by the people who are stopping others from coming in to invade their territory? So a lot of presidents go off of treaties and they borrow each other's military. So if I get into some trouble, your military could come and help mine. And that's what happens a lot. And the world has it set up for us as citizens to receive our loans built and based upon our credit. So be very careful because a lot of things that we do have is because of our credit.
And we are paying off on things that, you understand, that we have gotten loans for. So just be mindful to be used by God to make any move regarding your well-being. Because the because the enemy will try to have you ignite a dig, a deeper ditch. And that means more debt and more debt. Because we're not thinking about paying it back when we're borrowing. We're just thinking about what we're borrowing to get. So be very mindful of that. See, God is dealing with that. Because the world wants us to look like we're successful. And we have to look like we're so blessed. But we're blessed based upon credit. And that's not based upon kingdom. See, God can do whatever he wants without us owing no man nothing. Because he said we owe no man nothing but to love him. So we're not going to look like we're successful and then we owe all these people back. Because what they're working on now is connecting our debt with places that we owe with people that we have to pay back. It's a necessity. They're connecting the debt with, you know, utilities. They're connecting it with mortgage. And that's something that they're working on now, trying to connect it to the IRS because these companies want their money back. Many people been on companies far too long. And they feel like the purpose of us giving is to help you out, not for you to just keep yourself owing us and we built interest up on you and we're still not getting that one payment regarding you. You understand? That's not a successful lifestyle. That's not prosperity to be in debt. God can freely place things in your hand or put your hands to things that you can receive without owing nobody nothing. So receive Holy Spirit regarding this right now word for you. Because this is happening in your life right now. I was in the car with someone and she couldn't believe it. She said, you don't have any debt? No, I don't have any debt. You mean to tell me you don't have, you, you don't owe thousands of dollars or nothing? No, no. I had to put identity protection on my name because someone or some people knew that about me. I didn't play with owing people back. And God wouldn't allow that for me. Because I told him, okay, take care of me. And when we give him that opportunity, he's going to do just that. And I remember in a podcast episode, I said I was getting a lot of college, you know, acceptance letters. And also trying to get some charge cards so I can charge. And it would never, it would never work. And I said, my mom has taken them. And the thing is, you can't take something that somebody else's name is on. So the thing is, she was trashing them. Trashing them because she didn't want me to be in debt. And that was nothing but God doing. And I felt so good to tell this person they couldn't believe it. No, I don't have thousands of debt. No, I don't. Oh my gosh. That is such a blessing to hear. See, when we wait on God, it seems like things takes longer. And we make sudden moves. It seems like things happen faster. But it's not going to prosper us because we made a fast move without him. See, everybody you read about in the Bible, it looked like it took longer. That was a process that Joe went through. It wasn't to be described, you understand, in the 
the word that it happened day by day. No, his children died with a, a period of time. His cattle, a period of time. His health, a period of time. His friends, you know, having him to feel like he felt a period of time. Going through all that, that was a period of time. Like Joseph, that was a period of time. Him going back and forth with his brothers, having that coat, a period of time. For them to say that, no, we're going to betray him. No, we can't kill our own blood. That's a period of time. Him being in Egypt, a period of time. Him being in prison, a period of time. It didn't happen overnight. Even Jonah, a period of time. Yes, she was in the belly of a whale, three days, three nights, but it still was a period of time. You're going back and forth with God. So it may seem like it's taking longer, but it's worth it. Because you are discovering what it is to be prosperous before the things show up. It's not the things that have you not to be prosperous. It's what we receive from the kingdom that are eternal. God is not going to have you and I connect with people and we're carrying on their debt. Quick testimony. I was married to someone who made a big business deal. And I had no idea that, you know, you, you know, had a couple of things that you owed that you could pay for. You just choosing deliberately not to pay for it. Pay for it. And I didn't know those things were on my credit So I turned my tags in And he had tickets in his name And they removed all the red flags Once in the system My name was clear from being married To now single And the DM, excuse me, the MVA was like You know, all the flags being removed Hold on, what flags? Oh yeah, when you were married You took on everything that that person had You didn't know that? Yeah, but I wasn't really thinking of that and God doesn't want, you know, that for any of us. See, back then, we, as people, were putting things in children's name, the cable bill and all that. It's not like that anymore because it's too much things that have happened, too many new discoveries, new inventions that we put in our hands to, too many goodies that we receive. When it comes to things... And it's having us to be in a digger ditch. People are getting repossessed. Because they're finding ways to connect the debt to things that you have to pay. So they can get their money. Okay, we're going to connect this debt with this mortgage. Okay, with this utility. They are doing that right now. And many want to connect the debt to the IRS. Where they come and get their money. Oh, don't think that they only going to come with 10000 or 1000 No, they'll come for $1. They'll take your whole check, and you know that. Take everything you got that you owe them. And that's what they're trying to do, connect the debt to the IRS. That you now have to pay. Telephone companies and shopping stores and Going to, you know, the banks, you know, to get different loans for this and that. There's a loan just about anything these days. That's nothing but the enemy. And sometimes they dress up grants to be as loans. Gotta be careful with that.
We have to do everything how God wants us to do it. It has to be legit. Now, God is not saying that we cannot receive extra help. No, he's not. What he's saying is, don't put yourself in debt. And then believe in him to keep getting us out. Because to look successful is to allow heaven to invade our territory. And not us walking around looking territorial. You understand? Many of us are in debt for more than 10000 And we're saying, oh, we paying it off. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But we are in debt till we pay it all off. Got to be careful with that. Because there are many of us taking advantage of it and not planning to take on nothing, pay on nothing. And many of us having to pay more than we paying our arrangements on. And we choose not to. See, it's good to get the money, but when it's time to give it back, we don't want to. God don't want us in debt. And that's how the earth has it set up to be able to get things on credit. Get all the new upcoming things on credit. Do your whole Christmas on credit. My whole Christmas on credit. My whole home, everything furnished on credit. Getting vehicles off credit. And not off, you understand? God's the way of doing things. How he would do it. Now God will say to you what he said to you regarding your credit. But let that be what, him, what he say to you. And not us accumulate debt and then try to call on him. That's what he's saying with this message. Now he may lead you to a bank. And pay it all back. But there are many of us looking too successful as if we got it like that. And we're just sitting on loans. We have to be careful. We're going to tell the truth and shame the devil. We're not pointing no finger at nobody. Because if we're going to live a lifestyle unto God, we're going to first start doing that behind the four walls of our home where people don't see. Because that's how he reward us openly due to what they don't know and about to find out because God do know because he see what you do when they're not right. That goes for all of us. What we do in secret, we real we will be rewarded openly. And what we do in secret that we shouldn't do is still gonna be exposed openly. So don't allow the devil to have you and I in debt. That's not a blessed life. That's not a prosperous life. Prosperity is serving him and letting him accumulate your life with the wealth he has for you. And us not putting our hands in it to make sure we become wealthy. That's already a guarantee. I had to really lay my life down. Father, take care of me. Because I realize, as he, and as he's taking care of me, how he's taking care of me, 
is totally different because that let me know how much I was taking care of me and saying that, you know, it's all because of him. How much I was in my own way for real, for real. I was in my own way. I was in my own way. I was in my own way. Yes, God grant me favor to be on a job. But I was spending the way how I wanted to spend. I would have these set of friends that I could do this with and do that with. And then I would have people that, you know, I do church with. That's two different lives. Where's nobody business what I do on my personal life. Guess what? God see that. I don't care if I listen to secular music and I'm talking about whatever kind of music we listened to back in the 90s and all that. I realized something. Wait a second. It's not right. I shouldn't have went to that concert. Sometimes we try to talk ourselves into doing what we know is not okay. Holy Spirit is saying no. Why am I watching Earn Hall shake himself? Everything New Edition is singing about is nothing about, you know, what I'm walking in. Candy girl, can you stop the rain? I like what you can do for me. I realize, wait, wait, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. I can't do this. I can't do this. I don't care if I go out to eat. No, I don't drink. I'm okay with that. I cannot go to no smoke parties because I don't smoke. I can't become entangled with that. I cannot have you thinking that I'm okay with being around that. Now, I'm not saying I don't want to be around you. But you're going to feel uncomfortable with what you're doing that doesn't exalt God that you see in my life as a model that you're going to come alongside with the God in me and not me trying to come alongside with the world ways regarding you. And that's a friend. A friend not going to leave you because you're walking with God. See, that's why a lot of our friends have not came alongside with the God in us because we made them feel comfortable by doing what they're doing and still claim God in them. It can't be both ways. I can't be mean to you. I can't mistreat you and then say I walk in love. I can't give you a message that's sharp as if I'm trying to tear you down. Trying to prove a point. Well, there's no point to prove. The devil knows what buttons to push. And that's why many of us see each other acting ways we never had. Because those were the buttons. Because those were the areas that we were looking at ourselves and stopped looking at God. And I'm going to tell you like this. When it comes to marriage... Father, I give that back over to you. I thank you for it. But you have to know why you called to marry. It's to enjoy, but it's so much more than that. As for you and your house, even as singles, as we are singles, we are graced to be single. We are grace to be single. We're preparing 
for a covenant to become one. So we actually have more time spent doing things because we don't have somebody else and into other things. What comes with marriage? We cannot want to be married to look good, to feel good. It's what God called us into because he is good. Some things that we thought we didn't want and we realized we do. So just wait for God to talk to you about your mate, my mate. We don't have to try to figure out what seasons that we are in because you're going to see manifestation. And we come together and lift each other up regarding everything that God uses us to reveal as to what we're stepping into. So don't become frustrated. Don't go out there looking on sites. Don't go out there trying to date all kind of people. Just know that it's not what you're waiting on to receive it. It's just the day that God has written down has not yet came. That's all. It doesn't mean that something's wrong with you or you need to do something or something wrong with the other party. No, it just means that you haven't came to the day that God written it down. But thank God that you do have a day written down for you. So receive these wonderful topics of discussion because we're coming together to exalt him. And I'm doing this for real, as you are. But all that extra stuff, we're going to let that go. Because that's the difference of us and being worldly is that we are not world-like. God's kingdom is on the inside of you. You know that feeling that we have when, when we're being touched by God and we just crying and praising. It feels so good to just give our praise and thanks over. It feels so good to allow God to be. I felt like I was in a parade the other day. Because no matter where you go, there's always going to be somebody who know you for what you do. And I realized I don't want no one to see me somewhere I shouldn't be. 
that would never look right for me. So if I have to hide and do something, I shouldn't be doing it. In the beginning of this preparation, I was going through a healing process and I was smoking cigarettes and drinking shots. I would have to go so far so no one would see me. And guess what? No matter where I went, someone noticed me. I know you from somewhere. Or people would say, I seen you the other day. I'm like, where did they see me at? And I realized I can't live like that. Because God is exposing himself in you and I. And I do not want to represent him like that. I didn't say yes to misrepresent him. And I know you didn't either. So also working on what I say, how I say things, how I feel at home concerning everybody, even you. I'm never forgetting the past, right? A lot of people, just about everybody who knew me wanted to come to my home. I want to just encounter the presence in your home, cute. And I was looking like, I'm not bringing you to my home. Why? Because I felt like my home wasn't good enough. And why did I feel that? Because I didn't want anyone to talk about what they saw that they didn't, you know, see, shouldn't see. <laughs> and it wasn't nothing that I was doing. It was just like, you know. We always want to be so far off where we're going to be, but we're not appreciating where we are now. Many of us want the big old space and have it to be how you want it to be in order to invite somebody over. And God wants somebody to come and just fellowship with you right where you are. So when we feel like that, we realize we have a lot of cleaning up to do. Because if it's clean, by us being clean on the inside, we won't have to clean up with somebody on their way to come. We won't have to think someone going to talk about something, make sure it's perfect so they can have a good encounter. No, it's already going to be that way. I didn't want nobody to come to the neighborhood and witness people. I used to be walking down the street. Y'all better behave in this community. I'm bringing company over. Don't be outside on the porch doing no dumb stuff. Bursting me. <laughs> and then that building had poor maintenance. It had mice in that building. Beautiful building. But what they do is they'll hook up the outside, but don't do nothing with the damage inside. So I was like, oh, my God. I don't want no one coming over and the mice come out. You know, uh, um, you know, mice all in the place. No matter how many years ago, that's how I felt. So I'd be like, we can't come to my house. We got to go somewhere else. We go to the park across the street from my house. And then I realized, it doesn't matter. I seen Jesus home. He prayed a lot in the basement where it was a small crack and it was very dark. He would pray in a place that we would be like, we never walking in there. He would pray in a place that's dark with spider webs. Because his reality, his atmosphere was not that earthly atmosphere. See how he thinks? And that's how we should think without possessions as we receive more. I realized God spared me because I asked him to. 
I said, take care of me. And I realized, whoa, <laughs> that means that I don't go out there and do nothing of my own. So I'm going to have to wait for him to do stuff. Because <laughs> I can make it happen myself. But God is not going to have me put myself in debt. Using my credit to go to a dealership and get me a car right now. Because he's having us to be debt free. Nothing wrong with getting a car on credit. But the way how God wants to do things in our lives is always different if we let him. I have to really let him. Let him show me how he takes care of me without me being in debt. Show me how you're my provider without me having to owe no man nothing but to love him like you said. It's what you said. See, we got to go to him by what he said. It's what you said. You said this, God. You said seek you first and everything else will be added. You said give and prove you. See, won't you open the windows of heaven and pull me out of blessing them? I have enough room to receive. You said. So I'm going to see it through regarding what you said. You understand? And I thank God for it. It's so amazing. Hallelujah. It's so amazing. I realize it's what he says. It has to be what he says. Now, I have to 9 o'clock, excuse me, 10 o'clock to be on here. And I have to do what I have to do. Now, God has me on here to pour into you as you pour into me. Because we're not going to do that no more. If God leads you to get things, then you do that. But we're not going to do what we think is fit for our personal affairs and then want to stamp word on it. We can't do that. I can't go out here and think I can have whatever I want and then say according to his will. I can't live like that. That's going to be double-minded. So whenever you and I see something that's unappealing in each other, that's our ministry. That's our prayer life as an intercessor. You understand? So, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to go back and forth with the old man when we're walking in the new. So, we're going to leave that behind, not pick it up again. We're not going to do certain things with this crowd and hide it from this crowd because we know we shouldn't do it anymore. We have to let those things go. We can't hide doing stuff. We can't be going to picnics and having little cups that's dis, you know disguised as if it's water and coffee when we know it's drinks inside. Come on. I cannot say, you know what, 
You could go ahead and smoke. That's what you do. No, you have to feel uncomfortable to do those things around me because of the God in me that's blessing you. So he can also come in you. No one's going to be converted if we have them to feel it's okay to do what they know they shouldn't do. And many of us allow our friends to do that because we don't want them to think that we're being prejudgmental. But that's nothing but the devil trying to handicap our ministry. Because God always used us to be an example to bless them. And how can we bless them if we're letting them think it's okay to be who they're not? That's not even them. We cannot go places and become entangled. I cannot say I don't smoke and go around you and then smoke. I can't do that. I can't go around you and, you know, hear things and say things and be engaging with things that I shouldn't say. I shouldn't come around you and talk about people's business. I shouldn't feel like, you know what, I don't want to be around you because you don't talk about nobody's business. Oh, you think you better? Oh, I can't make no mistake. I can't even be who I am around you. I don't even want to come around you. No, the thing is, don't stay away. That's the devil don't want you to grow. He don't want you to come up higher and make the necessary changes. Same goes for me. So we have to let go and let God for real. I can't hear and see, you know, bring myself to places where God is not wanting to be there, but he would never leave nor forsake me because I realize we are popular because we are purposeful. And anytime we do things of God, people are watching and many people are sent by the enemy that can't wait to see us choke up or do something. That's why they're so quick to put a pastor on the news. Quick to say some priest is fornicating or some priest is fondling with little boys. Can't wait to release that information that causes people to feel like that's why I don't go now. But they don't put on there how people put things that people drinks at the club. You understand? That lead them into the bedroom of somebody else. So let's be mindful what we are doing because we don't want people to see us doing what we shouldn't do. That's mediocre for real, for real. Mediocre is trying to live a normal lifestyle religiously. That's mediocre. And people of the world can't stand that. Can't stand it. We're coming and becoming on one accord what the names of the religion. Because a lot of times we say, you know, words to not feel like we are being who we shouldn't be. And we use the word religion a lot. We're not being religious. We don't take away from the, you know, the sincerity and the honor in religion because religion is good. But when it comes to a legitimate authority, God is dismantling that. When it comes to, you know, knowing what to do and knowing how to do, but choose not to do it, then that is a Pharisee spirit. And it's called hypocrisy. I don't care if I love everybody but something. I'm supposed to love all. So I cannot live like that. Neither can you. I cannot even 
talk negative about you. I cannot even bring you up without you even being there regarding anything personal about you if it's not testifying on what God is doing in your life. I can't sit around and, you know, play old songs that talking about shaking and being in love and, you know, and toasting up. And those are songs that we thought was good until we came alongside with God's goodness. And we didn't know how bound we were till we became free. Now, we can't be saying we could get a cheat day. There's no cheating in the kingdom. I could get a day where I just go out with this and do that. No, we shouldn't do that. Because that's being two different people. And it's not a good look. Anytime we have people over and we say, okay, now they're gone and we can do now. That's being a different person. That's being double-minded. And we all have done that. I don't know how many times I sat in my own car, had my drinks, then went to a function or sat around any of you as if I didn't take no drink or no smoke or even cuss or, or gossip about where my way to. I'm not going to be here for long. I ain't got time for no mess. See, we can't live like that. That's mediocre. We have to come together and allow God to take over. Let him take over. We're coming together so God can take over. We're not coming together to slander. We're not coming together to battle. We're not coming together to gossip. If we sit around and say bad things about each other, that's not fellowship. If I act one way around you because I call you my friends and then go around you and start talking a different way, that's mediocre. And that's hypocrisy. So allow Holy Spirit to really finish what God has started in us, guys. You understand? God is always up to something good. Let him continue to do so. We have too much going on that's good for us to feel bad. Hallelujah. I love you guys so much. This is my time for now with this episode. Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I love you.